0: Hi, welcome to a very special episode of My Creativity. This is the end of 2019 and I'm wrapping it up. What did I get up to this past year? What am I going to do in 2020? Well, I had that conversation with a good friend of mine called Vincent King. I've interviewed him previously on this show. He now runs his own podcast called Personalized, which is a wonderful conversation with creative people and business people and creative business people, I guess, artists, musicians, authors and the like. So we have a bit of a conversation about 2019 and what's coming up. I'm going to play that for you. I hope you find it interesting. So welcome to the end of 2019. Finally. Well, it seemed very quick to me. Uh, it's, it really did. It's been basically a little bit over a year since I started this whole Gravity Undone, this thing. And it, yeah, it seems to be going a little bit too fast because it means that I've got to be um, progressing further. Yeah, you sort of think, oh, I've got a year to get that done. That's in a year's time. And then you're suddenly at the end of the year and you realize that there's stuff you've got to get done. So There we go. So with that in mind, let's talk about our year in, in review. Do you have any any top highlights you want to mention?
1: From the start, uh, off the top of my head, if from the things I can remember, I had like a bumpy start because um, I believe the earliest memory I, I have was where we lost a dog sometime in spring. Um, we lost uh our dog percy he was just uh, i don't remember how he was a couple years old and he was still he's still almost a pup and he uh we actually he died of heartworms um so that was kind of like a weird way and then I got engaged it, so that's nice congratulations yeah thank you oh before that avenger's end game like that's one of the like big highlights of the year to me i think as far as and then yes yeah, so avengers end game i guess. I guess just those and the, uh, you know, recently, my, Brendon's, uh head dad had dad had died, and so it, it kind of, like, it kind of put a hurting on the end of the year with, it kind of changed a lot of things for us, and a lot of a lot of aspects um, that kind of, like, put a shit stain on 2019 for our side of things. Yeah, I could imagine.
0: Well, I can't really imagine all that much, but, which I'm glad of, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't think that it would be any good. Well, although to be fair, in time a lot of these things become, you know, sort of life lessons that, that we can take good things from, I think. But just it can take a while for that realisation or understanding or feeling to happen, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh what about you? What about you for twenty nineteen? What do you what do you envision when you think of twenty nineteen? Nothing much. Well I'll tell you what, uh writing my books, that's that was something.
0: That was quite big rather than waiting around, trying to feel like I'm ready, realizing that you never, I, I don't think you're ever really going to feel like you're ready for anything. And so you sort of go when you feel ready enough. So I'm quite pleased. I'm i am looking at a couple of hard copies printed out of my uh, exit plan books. They, uh, to be honest, they are, I, I think they're, they're quite well done as far as they are. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to writing bigger, better, greater things in the coming year. But it's very nice to to actually finally get some tangible evidence of
1: my work. Yeah, it does feel good. Like, and you had said, you know, over the over the time with my creativity, and uh, I called it when you said, you know, when the books come in and you get to actually see it and feel it and hold it and actually look at it. It, it, it speaking from you know from someone who's experienced that it is it is is really great thing. It's just like it's a whole nother feeling when you actually see that you did accomplish something, all that hard work put into the time and, and, and writing.
0: Yeah. And I'm I'm looking forward to uh, each extra new book coming out this coming year in the 2020, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll be stronger and better. Uh, I'm very much a believer that you need to every, every experience you have, everything you do, you need to make sure that you've learned something from it and then make sure you implement that new learning in your future endeavours, uh that way that way everything sort of has uh a good use. I hate to, I'd hate to think that I've sort of wasted time doing things. So everything I've learned from these two these three books is going into what I'm doing next year. And how about you? You've got book two, is that how close is that coming to finishing the Freebird bird to- Uh
1: so, you know, we j ju- that is something I guess this year I should have mentioned is that we have the cover for uh, honor, finished the cover, yay! And I, it's so nice. I love it. Um, we are in the revision stage still. You know, there are a lot of things with Jumpmaster Press that um that you know, and I'm thankful. I'll never be non not enough thankful for the things they're teaching me with uh the Freebird stuff. See, uh, you know, with Freebird being a military book and me not being able to serve, other I have to learn a lot of the stuff. Like I know the story. I know what I want to tell from. The second book, all the way to the end of the third book, which would close out the finale the, of the series. And but to get there, I, there's a lot of things I still need to learn. A lot of the writing is, is still being tweaked, but I'm, I'm you know I'm better at that, you know. But I guess a lot of it's just story structure with the with the military and making sure all that's up to par. And it's just taking so much time trying to make sure I have everything I need for this book because this book is going to be like my holy grail for a
0: while. That is something that intimidates me about. For example, writing fantasy, uh, the first book I have wrote, which has never been published, is uh, you know, let, let's call it a faux medieval fantasy, your, your typical high fantasy type setting. And one of the difficult things, of course, is you start writing, oh, they sort of rode their horses off to such and such, and you go, oh, hang on, I don't know anything about horses, what they're capable of, uh, you know, what... Yeah, I, I would. You don't have to be hundred percent accurate with these things. So I think anyone reading it, uh, and same with the, the military things. I think they're reading it. They're, they're expecting it's going to be somewhat, you know, fictionalized to an extent. There's got to be some, you know, what do you call it, uh, story magic in order to make things work the right way. But at the same time, you don't want anyone. You know, I don't want someone who knows about horses to sort of go. There's no possible way they could. do This is ridiculous. Uh, or, or just you know, there's um, describing something else, and then people go, "That's that's like 300 years out of context," in terms of the other technologies you have. There is kind of that worry there. It's just one of the nice things about the these exit plane books is I kept it really close to home. It's set in Mandra and Perth, where I live. It's set in a contemporary time period. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's there's technologies and so forth that I know. The main character, in fact, is a computer programmer. So I didn't have to come up with any <laughs> special knowledge. So yeah, I, I really kept kept everything about the books and the works very, uh, I guess, well within my realms of, of research. I'd do a little bit because there's some stories uh, that I read, you know, diary entries from you know, hundreds of years ago or whatever. But fortunately, yeah, I haven't had to do this, this sort of writing an entire story set in a setting about which I'm, yeah, you know, I'm not hundred percent on. so that's working out for you though. The you've learned a lot about this free bird.
1: Yeah, I want to say they started it early 2019. I could be wrong, but Jump Master Press has a local writing club where we meet at their their headquarters, Jump Master Press, that they're building, and um we meet once a month and, you know, we go over a lesson and we go over where we're at and our learning and stuff. And so, um, I, I've only, I think I've missed like maybe three or four, um, sessions the whole year because due to work, mostly due to work every time, um, where we had to travel that's one day we had to do the meeting. So, um, it's very helpful. I've learned a shit ton and I cannot be more thankful. It is so, so impactful learning. And, um, something Patricia had said earlier this year, you know, it's, when being a part of a writing group does help it really does it's something that as a as a young writer anybody that would be something that you should uh look for when you're starting to write is find a group where you can lean on for um you know for when you're when you're working where you're at with your progress and get actually professional help versus a critic's help
0: yeah i was in a in that sort of writing group uh, a few years back Uh, that's actually where i wrote that short story um uh, set in the Antarctica with the the monster that, I don't know, killed a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. That was that was written in response. The what was the we would have a, a theme each week, and so one week was what was the colour white, I think it was, and so I did one set in the snow, and then we did one called the Red Door, which turned into the Confession of the Vampire. It's actually in Book One of Exit Plan. It's in the audio drama. There's um sort of a, a diary entry, if you like, about a, a vampire trying to become human again. And, yeah, so it was good that, because it, we'd have to write we'd write a short story based on the theme, or it didn't have to be a short story, just some piece of work based on whatever the theme was. And then uh, other the other people in the group would have a bit of a read and would talk about it. So, yeah, it was very good. The writing group I'm in mean, now is, is more concentrated on progressing your own... Yeah, present work so there's a there's a guy there he just writes his personal journal there's another guy who writes short stories there's a woman there who writes um academic papers and so on yeah but I have to agree getting in and being able to write with other people talk with other people about it 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 opens up I think to to new ideas and you get to learn stuff
1: yeah for real like <clears throat> I think I remember, like, one of the biggest exercises we've done um, was uh, they gave us, so he came and they gave us a keyword, keywords, like, one of the ones was, so it was, like, you had used words um, Alabama, no, was it Mobile, Alabama, roller coaster, and Queen Elizabeth, and you had to make a short story with the, uh, just those three terms, and I think maybe an elf or magic or something like that. And you had to write a short story, and they gave us a few sequences of that, and that was so much fun and it was awesome hearing and seeing what what your other friend writers could do and what you could do as far as we're just giving given those subjects and having to write a short story over
0: yeah it it, it lets you I, I what I found is surprising how how far your your brain can take these little prompts yeah. You know, just start thinking about what each word might be and how it might, what context it might be in. And yeah, I've, I've, I was surprised at how how different each of us in the group interpreted their our prompts, but also then the paths that I sort of traveled down and, and came up with different, uh, a number of different ideas for each each prompt we had. Uh, so what's in store for 2020?
1: Uh, well, I mean, so much like... For starters, with the obvious um, personalized, uh, I have when when I started doing personalized in 2019, um, you know, I, I guess I had limited time to get certain guests here and there. So I was going, I was getting a bill in, I was I was getting the recordings done. But like with 2020, I have a whole year open window, and I already have like so many awesome guests lined up to get to get on for you know for their episodes, and I'm very excited. I mean I'm chain I'm working on changing how I want to do each episode, how we're approaching the endings or, or getting the beginnings right. There's so much stuff that um over time that that has come to me naturally and uh progressively as far as um learning how to get these episodes on a a straight narrow path to the point where it's just it's smooth sailing. Um and like I said, the guests I have lined up for 2020 so far are Insanely fun. Um we're even gonna have suri on for an episode for Personalized. But I i do wanna I do wanna admit something, um, in case everyone was wondering. One of the first episodes of personalized was with Suri. Uh, but I had a technical issue on my end where I lost my half of the recording. And so uh it was long story short. Uh, we have to do another recording sometime in 2020, so there will be a personalized episode of Surrey out there for you guys to actually hear. Um, but I can tell you, the episode we did record was really fun, and I learned a lot about him. And I'm I'm very sorry that you could you're not going to be able to hear that until 2020.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting. It'd be good. Also, it gives me a chance to uh, refine my story, mm-hmm. which which I've done a little bit. I've I've been taking a bit of effort uh, to write biographical sort of information I don't know if you've given that a shot uh, you've probably had to do it for your maybe your author page or something but it's I'm finding it surprisingly difficult to it is isn't it get the right level of of uh, information and uh, distance
1: yeah my issue with writing like any kind of like author summary thing on anything whether it's on a on a on a page or on you know the back of the book is like how to fucking start it like i've s I've said it so many times, like you know what third person first person like Vincent King was born and raised in North, Korea. I'm like they don't need to fucking know that, so it's just it's to me that is one of the hardest things in, and and I have heard that over all the years of writing that's one of the hardest things anyone anyway, struggle with is writing about themselves. It is such a pain and drag i I always end up with something along my lines of yeah. Surrey was
0: born a baby, uh, grew up to be a child, and continued growing until he became an adult. And then you kind of go, okay, that's kind of really silly. But then you can sort of say, you know, while in high school, he wrote this short story, while at university, he studied that. You know, you can... But yeah, I agree that that first opening sort of intro of of, always seems a little bit... Strange, and uh, I haven't really. I, I mean, maybe it's not terribly important. Maybe we're overthinking, and you just need some sort of introduction of some sort. But I, I can't get away from the really obvious sort of introduction. That, but maybe that's maybe that just introduces people to my personality a bit. Yeah, oh, man,
1: writing about yourself. But I mean, like you know, in twenty twenty, all around is just gonna be like a great year at least on my end because i mean not only you know with personalized but um looking forward to another hopefully ha- uh, another window of having unlucky charm and dancing uh their seasons released and you know and, and a lot moving forward with a lot of these audio dramas that i've been putting time in and of course freebird 2 is just so much stuff uh so much possibilities with 2020 on on my end but uh but what about you where we're we going with gravity undone and these other novels you have planned
0: Uh, well broadly speaking gravity undone the coming year and, and I've I've mentioned my annual re- October 2019 and 2020 so there's going to be there's going to be more books because I need more content so that's uh, four more books uh, I have to uh, it's also more about the marketing so I've got to get word out I've written a whole heap of blog entries uh, in support of say, some of the books and, and the podcasts and things. And I have... What I've done then is broken those larger... Bloods. So those entries, are they're all about a 1, 1,500 words, say. And I've broken that down into tweetable bits of information that might be helpful for people. And then also into more like sort of Facebook-sized, a couple hundred words sort of um, sizes. So that's going to be going out in the new year... I'm waiting till this whole Christmas New Year period is over because I'm just gonna to be too distracted to be able to do it properly. But the idea would be every every I'm thinking two weeks at this point there'll be a, a new blog post article which will be about um, you know one of the you know either exit plan or space brains or personalised or um, just gravity undone in general. That'll go up. And then there'll be that'll follow it with say some regular tweets about that same content, and then also on Facebook. Uh, and I might also record like a little short video to go along with it. So that and so that'll be going out sort of throughout the time between posts, with the idea being that start building up a bit of in, yeah, a bit of interest, bit of information, uh, some resources people can use to um, you know. Get inspired, help themselves, learn more, that sort of thing. So, so that's that's part of that, uh, and that's so that we can I can start getting, I guess, a bit of sales action. Um, to sell the books I'm writing, but also just yeah, anything else I can sell. Let's put it that way. No, yeah, yeah, get, get get some followers, get some get some people interested in Gravity Undone as a, as a larger picture item. Um but the yeah the the first book is actually uh, a non-fiction book about the the process that I have developed to write stories. So that should be pretty interesting. so yeah, that's from from how to generate ideas through to the sort of the way that I've developed uh, my own structure, my plot structure sort of framework. And how I how I, I can approach setting up a book of a particular length uh, based on genre, breaking down on what that needs to contain in terms of plot moments, plot points, and you know, there's a full breakdown. Then, but then also then to sort of a, a self-publishing side of things. So, how to get uh, uh, the right software, set it up so that you can write your manuscript and it'll be properly formatted for uh, eBooks and you know, print-on-demand, uh, including what font to choose, what font size, spacing, margins, the whole a whole lot so that if you were to follow all of these steps, you would end up with a book at the end, which would be what I call a working or a workable novel. And th- that's to say that the quality of the writing and the story is that's kind of on on the writer, I can't really... I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how to make sure you've got a start that starts, and end that ends, uh, you know, a, a midpoint that is satisfying and a finale that closes off threads. Uh, and, you know, it has a structure that will be satisfying. That someone reads the book, they might criticize you for your word choice, they might criticize for um, the, the, the content, but they won't be able to criticize you for the formatting or your... Uh, structure. That's that's the idea if you are were to follow this books process that I, I've come up with. Um so that's the that's the first of the four books that are coming out next year. And the other three will be fictional. Uh what are you doing anything New Year's? Uh
1: so New Year's uh for me are usually so a close friend of mine, um, I, I, his family does a really cool thing for New Year's. We've we've been a part of. I pr- I think pretty much since like our middle of our high school year, could be a little before that. But as far as I can remember, like um, they do like really cool shit with the fireworks where they like make a dummy out of fireworks and we just blow the dummy up, kind of deal. It's just like a tradition where we we tend to go to his house and spend spend it with his family. Um, and it's something I've rarely ever shied away from, um, and it's something I intend on doing this year. But uh Brandilyn's looking toward maybe gonna go spend it with uh, wanna spend it with some of her work colleagues with uh, with the Lego she works at because um, the the Lego store is closing early January, and so she wants to spend time with everyone as much as they can because um, you know they've they've been nice to her all around ever since she's been working there, but they really pulled hard. Uh, with with her dad's loss and being there for her and and supporting her and uh just being being really nice people and like she she cherishes like all them to the point where like she's hoping that we all can do something for new year so i think that's what we're leaning toward um more but uh what what about you new year's uh we'll be going
0: down to the estuary here in mandra which is yeah i guess on one side is the ocean and the other side is the estuary. We'll be at the estuary side. And there's a fireworks display. There's a nice little beach and playground and barbecue facilities. So we'll be heading there. And at 9 o'clock, they have the special fireworks for the kids because they don't stay up till midnight. And, yeah, it's it's been fun for the past few years we've been doing that. We'll be doing that again. It's a great little rather really sort of sheltered swimming area and it's great. Uh, and this year my wife's brother and uh his kids are over they they live in melbourne east coast so that's so there's uh, there's four of them and my kids have been having a great ball with their cousins uh but tonight actually uh, i'm recording some special audio for space Brains. got a um what do you call it uh film screening Evening, what does this guy call it? I'm just having a look. We, we got invited by someone on Facebook who just listens to Space Brand and goes, oh, you know, and is, follows us and says, hey, I do a, a thing. Uh, the Little Planet Science Fiction Festival, it's called. So it's a screening of the Serenity uh, movie or the, and an episode of Firefly. I don't know if there's a relationship between the movie and this particular episode, why that's been chosen, but I've never I've never seen the series, so I'm going to go find out what it's about. So that'll be fun. Go out there with Mark, and we will record some people on what they think of
1: the whole show, and that'll become a special episode. I know you guys have been, you know, uh, I wouldn't say working toward it, but I mean, um, all the work you two have been putting into that, I, I, I'm happy for you guys to get to do that
0: yeah it's good fun episode seven it is Jane'stown so if anyone who does watch firefly maybe maybe episode seven has some sort of special meaning, particularly when it comes to the movie Serenity. I'll have to wait and find out and we've got uh and it's like bring your own food so to to share so sort of a, a shared dinner thing happens
1: um. Actually, funny story, I think Monday night we're having, like, a a, a dinner get-together for the Jumpmaster Press crew uh, for the writing thing. I just thought I just remember that. That's going to be fun, too. Uh, so you're going to get to meet other authors? Uh, well, uh, the authors we already meet from the group. Uh, all of us, we're going to get together at the Jumpmaster Press headquarters, I believe, and we're going to, like, just have a holiday dinner. Um, a do little secret Santa. I mean, it's it's already past Christmas, but um because of scheduling with everybody's thing that was just the easiest day they could do it and um i almost missed it but i'm so thankful we get to attend it because it's it's such an honor it's such fun to be with all the all them
0: just new year's eve
1: uh-huh. i'm gonna be going back to work sooner than i know it how terrible <laughs> i've been back at work the last two days and i still feel off off my schedule yeah,
0: oh, that's uh, the thing that I do look forward to about going back to work is getting back into a into a routine. I'm I'm very much a, a person who enjoys routines. I like to change them up, but I do like knowing when I'm getting up, what, uh, how, whether I'm going to have breakfast or not, if I'm going to go for a run. It just makes me feel like I can pay attention to other things. I don't have to sort of think
1: about. Yeah, or if I'm going to have time to actually sit down and work on things, or if I'm going to be busy with the family.
0: Yeah. So, New Year's resolutions, then. So, New Year's resolutions. Well, I quit something, start doing something, change something. Have you thought of anything? Um.
1: So, mine's going to be a little cliche, but it's the truth. Uh. I have been commanded and asked and asked myself to get back in shape at the beginning of the year uh not just for the wedding uh that we're gonna have at the end of next year but for in general too like i was very heavyset uh from like the middle of the i guess from like beginning of high school Um, all the way until like 2016 ish, I went to, I started going to the gym for a while. You know, I was a single guy living at home still. So, um, I finally pulled my shit together after a bad relationship and, uh, went to the gym and and got into the program. Actually, it's when I started slowly getting into listening to podcasts and stuff. And, um, I went to the gym for like a whole half of the year. I did boxing. I mean, I got in shape, started looking good, uh, no excuses, but like that next year, Met Brendon, got into a relationship from there, got lazy, got busy doing writing stuff, and more excuses that I don't have that just to the point where I lost control of my weight. And so uh, one of the things her and I promised ourselves is that we are going to get back down to where we want for the wedding at the end of the year. And so that is our resolution, is to put our pull our shit together, get this wedding planned out, and get back in shape. Do you have a strategy for that? Uh not yet um i haven't decided one to be honest i haven't had time to pull which one i'm gonna do but i think i'll probably go back to uh doing the lean body stuff i really i really enjoy um doing the lean body uh from oh shit i can't remember his name uh i think it's lee labrata i probably fucked up his name but um well if lee wants to come and yeah you know, call us and tell us more about it then yeah one. uh but I, for anyone, I, I did that in 2016. I did the, uh, the Lee brought lean body workout on, um, I think a lot of it too was through the, uh, bodybuilding, uh, website, but like, uh, there's also things you could find sporadically online from him. And like, I followed his, his, his recipes, his, uh, his workout routines to the T and like, it helped. It really does. Like if you, if you follow what he says, it, it really does the job, but Um, I've been hearing a lot lately about intermittent fasting and, uh, I kind of toyed with it, uh, sometime in October, um, but realized that I wasn't ready to commit myself, but it's, I still appeal to that and to the idea of, of what, uh, what they talk about in the podcast and books about, um, intermittent fasting and the benefits from it.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I do, uh, fasting. It's, I prefer to think of it as intermittent eating, uh, and the, the, the easiest one I found, because there's a whole lot of different protocols, there's, you know, the 5-2, the there's three days a month, there's God knows what else. But I found the easiest one is the sort of 16-8 or the 18-6, depending on how you want to look at it, which is to say you have a, a period of no eating of, say, 18 hours or 16 hours. But 18 is sort of where you start getting the optimal effects. And then you only eat in the other hours. And it, initially, that sort of sounds a bit uh, difficult or strange, but the way I look at it is if I if I don't eat breakfast, and this is what I do, particularly when I go to work, it's especially easy to do. I don't have breakfast, I get to work, uh, drink a bunch of water instead of you know eating. The hunger goes away pretty quickly. It's mostly habit that you eat when you wake up. And then by the time I've go on for a run, it's like one o'clock, that's when I'll eat for the first time for the day, and then I'll eat dinner with the family at, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock-ish and then just not have anything else after that, and yeah, so that, that and that turns out to be, yeah, there's a six hour period there where I'll, I'll be eating, which I was, I have two meals, really, and most of your fasting time, you're asleep or you're you know, occupied doing something else. So as a result, uh, there's no other there's no other sort of real restrictions or modifications of diet. It's just uh, what it tends to mean is you, you cut out all those little snacks that you'd otherwise have, you know, you finish dinner and then you sit down and then you're you watching a movie, so you, you crack open some chips or some chocolate or something. But if you stop eating at 7 or 8 o'clock or whenever it is you stop, then... That's where the, I, I think that's where the real benefit in terms of weight loss comes from is the fact that you don't tend to then have the little snacks, which uh, almost become invisible. You know, you don't kind of remember them when oh what did I eat today? And you think oh what did I have for breakfast? What did I have for lunch? What did I have for dinner? And you, know, you forget that you you drank uh, you know a, a glass of orange juice and you also then had a couple of biscuits uh, and then you had uh, you know whatever else some chips. Yeah, so that's what I find to be the most sustainable because there's no special eating as obviously you still want to eat as much vegetables and fruit as you can get a hold of but but otherwise
1: it seems to work pretty really well um yeah and before we get up such of intermittent fasting uh, i just want to give a shout out to the author uh Jen Stevens she has uh i think a book or two i know at least one um i don't remember the name of it but she has a book and Uh, she's part of a few podcasts about intermittent fasting and you can literally find her on anywhere. If you type in intermittent fasting and just type in author, she's the first person to pop up. And, um, I don't remember how I stumbled across her, but I guess just look, but like I said, all her podcasts, uh, some of the amazing stories about intermittent fasting and, um, the intermittent fasting podcast, uh, they tell and give you some really good tips and tell some great stories about intermittent fasting. Uh, to the point where it might even get you interested on intermittent fasting. So I just shout out to her and let's see if you find time, just look up intermittent fasting author and you'll find Jen Stevens right there.
0: Yeah. I just haven't looked at a site now. Yeah. She's got delay. Don't deny. Yes. Yeah. And that's sort of basically what I I just said, isn't it? You you know, I still have my Friday night, uh, pizza and movie night with a family, um, and I still have a beer at night, and yeah, because I've, I found any of the diets where you're yeah, denying or you know avoiding in particular certain foods as as the point of it it's really very difficult to maintain because that's all you keep thinking about. Yeah, but just not eating breakfast, or rather delaying breakfast until one o'clock in the afternoon, and and there are some days where I I. Only have the one meal. I only have dinner when I go home, so it's like a a twenty four hour fast. And it's it is surprisingly easy to do, and it's probably I doubt it's recommended for like growing kids and teenagers, but I the only growing I'm doing these days is is outwards, so I could I could stand to skip a few meals here and there I think, but other other than that I'm. Uh, my resolution. So I'm going to be completing a marathon this year.
1: Mhm. Oh yeah, I heard about that that big one, right at the end.
0: Yeah, at the end of the year, sort of August time. That's that's what I've just I've got to do that one more time. I've I've run, run it a couple times uh, about seven years ago now. Uh, and you know, the kids came along, and, and sort of, it's very difficult to maintain the the sort of training you need. While well, it's also trying to look after kids, but the kids have grown up, they're seven and eight years old now, so they're sort of old enough to look after themselves or in school and things. And oh, the other thing I actually I've just got into is skateboarding. My wife's been skateboarding for the past sort of year or so, year and a half. And so given that she's quite serious about it now, uh I got myself a skateboard and joined in. So that's fun. We went down to actually at Christmas time we just went to Margaret River, just a bit south of Perth on the on the west coast of australia it's where all those big surfing championships occur in australia but they also happen to have a world-class uh skate park there she just it's about a year old maybe maybe less it's pretty new it's really good Uh so i went on there and that's uh, I didn't awesome kill myself so that's great so that'll, that'll be coming in the new year as well a lot more skating get my running you know distances up uh i not
1: think Kill l- myself like when I think of skateboarding, uh, when I was a kid, um, and back when we actually lived in North Carolina, my, my dad and, uh, so my little brother got a skateboard and, um, he never, he didn't really ride it much. He left it there. My parents were divorced. So I lived with my dad and my stepmom and, uh, dad and his buddies, I shit you not do like we had a hill, like the, the road to get up to where our, uh, our house was, there was a hill went all the way down and it did like kind of a sharp curve on top of a creek. They would spend their afternoons, like, uh, I think they would They would have a six-pack, and they would just, each one of them would get, ride, put a helmet on, and put gear on, and they would just ride down the hill, a lot of them would crash and burn, of course, and they would just ride down the hill, go back up, drink some beer, do the same thing, over and over. For for several weeks, they would do that on their afternoons. I don't know why they decided to do that. Sounds like fun. It's amusing, I'll tell you that much. <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, well that's that's what I'm up to this coming year. And if you haven't tried skateboarding, you should give it a shot. Well it's it's particularly good here. We've got skateboard WA, mm. which is uh a not for profit. I think they're not for profit. I assume they are. Uh and they they run skate clinics. And my wife got into it because she used to skate back when she was a you know youngster. And they have the skate clinics. They had women's only sessions. So she went along to those uh, with our daughter and she got into it. Uh, and then I've since gone and along to their, you know, open sessions to learn a few things. But they're really good. So if, yeah, you might, if someone listening was interested in getting skateboarding, there's probably a local, uh, similar group that promotes skateboarding. And these guys are great here in Australia because they provide the they provide skateboards they provide helmets and you know protective gear so you you turn up it's free it's free to join like a session and they've got you know, experienced coaches and take you through from standing on the board through to you know dropping in and, and doing kick turns and whatever else so yeah I imagine there must be similar organisations uh, probably in most countries around the world really but yeah, it was it was great. And it turns out the, the skateboarding uh sort of people certainly the ones that I've come across, I can't talk about everyone in the world. They're they're very nice. You know, at the skate park there's like lots of people going on it and and some of them are really good and some of them are like me who are sort of at the start of the learning curve. But it was um everyone was so so willing to allow everyone to have a turn. There was no no being pushed aside, so yeah 'cause initially you look and you feel a bit intimidated, there's just so many people shooting everywhere and all the rest of it. but when I jumped on the board and and sort there was a break in the in the movement, I quickly went for it. yeah, I was given my time to to do my thing. People dodged me
1: uh yeah so it's a very positive experience all around props to you or or I guess uh I mean skateboarding is. Something, I don't have any balance. So, uh, uh, who, uh props to whoever can, because, uh, I don't think I would make it off a of fucking ramp without busting my ass. Well, to be fair, I come from a background
0: of skiing and ice skating and sailing and, um, yeah, sort of rollerblading and things. So, as you said, that balance is. Is something that you got to practice, and I think I have practiced that a lot in other fields. So when this this is the first time I picked up a skateboard, Uh it, it was a little bit awkward at first. But having done you know, like and snowboarding and and so on, it wasn't too bad. And my brother, my little brother, he's he joined us at, at Mark River. He'd never skateboarded before, and but he'd done a lot of kite surfing, a lot of snowboarding, and so on. Yeah, he was he was up and going down the, the the ramps and doing turns and and so on without much effort it's yeah so i th- i think it does take time to to get a balance in but when you do uh it it's not too bad anyway uh, we might wrap this up now any last things you want to say about twenty nineteen or or the twenty twenty
1: well i guess uh start. well if, like, if one of the things that do want to start with um Personalized is going to be on a temporary extended break until uh, the next episode will be released on January 20. I'm looking at, I think it's 23rd. Um, I'll start doing that and go back to my biweekly releases. Uh, I need, we got to work some things out as far as getting some audio done. But, um, from then on, we'll get back to the biweekly and I don't plan on stopping again until the end of the year. (laughs) Uh, but uh, I will say the next episode released is with Mike Gagne. If none of you know him, he is the, uh, the creator in the big head with asylum 94 productions and the podcast, Boston Harbor horror. Um, I highly recommend you go check it out, subscribe, listen, um, you know, hit a mic, tell him you're, know, you're excited. And, uh, the episode with him was really great, and it was such a fun time talking to him, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear uh, how that conversation went, and learning, you know, and not just from a creator experience, but also from someone who's in the Coast Guard. So, uh, like I said, uh, sometime late January, I think it's going to be January 23rd, 2020, personalized, we'll return.
0: Wow, that sounds awesome. And, yeah, I think, yeah, my creativity is starting back up again every Sunday, starting with this coming Sunday, the 29th. And you're, I guess you probably listen to this episode now, so you'd know that. And uh, every week of that, Space Brains, every couple of weeks, has been uh, a, a short break there, because unavoidably Christmas happened. And, uh, and as far as the Exit Plane audio drama... The current story, three seasons, is done. I'm working on a new season, which is going to be radically different. And it's going to be music-based. So, not a musical, but uh, I like to think of it as an audio drama of a music video clip. If that makes any sense whatsoever. You think of those music video clips which are sort of more... uh, Are not radio releases, yeah. So, the original Thriller video clip by Michael Jackson sort of had like a bit of story element to it and then it was sort of broken up with the actual song thriller in the middle of it. But it was actually kind of almost like a little, a little story. Imagine an audio version of a video clip like that. So there'll be music in it, but the music's not really going to be telling the story. The story will be happening around the music. I don't know. It just depends on how well I can get this um, stuff recorded and, and done uh, and if I can organise a singer that I'm trying to organise and uh, uh well let's let's finish you can get more
1: on gravityundone.net, and how can people follow you vincent uh you can find me at kingsliterature.com and kings literature on social media um you can find more information on personalized and all the good info on that on gravity UndoneNet as well um also just want to clarify everyone uh Suri, who actually has a role, a major role in dancing and in a, a really funny spot in Unlucky Charm, we are still working on getting those audio dramas out and uh, finished and hopefully to you guys by the end of 2020. Um, I know there's been a bit of delay this year and, and a lot of you uh, listeners may have been patiently waiting just as much as we are, but I promise you we are still working on them in the shadows and still putting content out to try to, you know, to carry us on, on through 2020.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. The uh, What I have heard of dancing sounds pretty cool. And that's, so that's goodbye from me.
1: And uh, me.
0: And thank you, Vincent. Vincent, of course, runs Personalize, a podcast. It's on gravityundone.net. Check it out. It's going to be going off big this coming year. You can also hear more of me. I'm starting my regular podcast processing podcasting as of next weekend this coming weekend for on Saturday the 4th will be a new space brains is coming out and interestingly enough on the 28th Mark and I the two space brains doing that's a science fiction movie review podcast where we talk about what's good and what is great about science fiction movies we were invited along to the Little Planet Film Festival, which was a screening of the movie Serenity, and an episode of Firefly. Uh, we interviewed a number of people who went there, and found out what their views were, and also spoke with Sean, the organizer of the film festival. Uh, find out what he likes so much about Serenity, and we'll be doing an episode on that, Space Brains. And that'll be coming out on the 18th of January. Keep an eye out for Space Brains. we are doing those fortnightly. That's every two weeks on a Saturday. Movies that are coming up for that. Oh, geez, we've got uh, See You Yesterday. We've got The Space Between Us. We've got Event Horizon um, and a whole bunch more. So stay tuned. Anyway, you'll get, we'll be back to my regular schedule with uh, my, what do you call those things? Goals and planning and so forth next weekend. See ya.